Welcome to Pivot Point of View. This is Becky Pearson, and the goal of this podcast is to bring you health and wellness tips for you and the horse you rode in on. Well, welcome everybody. Uh, it's Becky Pearson here with Pivot Point of View, and I am joined today by Steve Thompson, the one and only Steve Thompson. And um, I wanted to visit with Steve today because Steve is a physical therapist in California, and we're going to let him tell his story here quickly. Um, but Steve and I have known each other for quite a few years now, and um, I really wanted to visit with him because he's went and started a new endeavor on his own and uh, has started pursuing his passion. And, and I feel like our journey in life really should be about pursuing our passions. And so, um, Steve, uh, tell us a little bit about who you are and, and how you got to this point. Thanks, Becky. It's so fun to be on here. And again, I just I cherish our friendship that we've developed over these years. And again, thank you for thank you for you know inviting me into your Zoom room. All right. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been a PT now for 26 years. Um, started off just as a normal PT and then was invited to buy the practice that I was in. And I did. And um you know, long story short, I grew up to two clinics. Um, I've been on my own as an owner since 2008. Um, certainly seen the ups and downs, the challenges. And, and um, you know, one of the things that really kind of got me into PT is I, I've always wanted, I've always known from a young age that I wanted to be in medicine of some sort. And I always wanted to be, a, you know, I thought, I thought I wanted to be a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then um, probably sophomore year in college, I had a little bit of a, 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 a identity crisis in a sense of, I really don't like my classmates. They're way too competitive. And I just want to like, I want to be with people. I want to really help people. And uh, along comes an injury from sports. And that took me into the training room. I thought, wow, this is actually kind of cool because you really get to help people. Because I feel like that's just sort of my internal purpose is to really help people from a broad perspective. So, which introduced me to PT. So, um, I after graduating from college, I went on to PT school and started my career and loved every minute of being a PT um, because there's to me there's nothing better than seeing someone get that kind of an aha moment where they actually get it. Like, oh, I get why I was injured. I know what to do next. So I think I've always sort of like addictively been in search of that little aha moment in people. Um, and as an owner, it would, it, I never thought I would be a physical therapy owner, but then it was, wow, you can have an impact on more people and kind of being in a manager role, you get to help the, the PTs be their best version of themselves and to help more people. So there's sort of an exponential reach. And then Becky, you and I met um, in a coaching group and, you know, that helped us sort of get moved to the position where we wanted to be in our practice, where we could actually really express ourselves in the best way possible, which then I got turned on to coaching because um, I would turn to help the, 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 the guy who was running the program. And I really found a passion in this. And I think I've always I've always been born to be a teacher or a coach. Um, I actually did my master's thesis on why p- practitioners leave practice to go into teaching. 
<laughs> so it's so I think there's always the writing's been on the wall. It's just taking you know a little while, a couple hits in the head, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're it's hard a, in the head like I am. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, it's uh, take a couple of hits in the head that slows you down. But, you know, it's um, yeah. coaching to me is is so much fun because it's it's you make such a big impact on people. Yeah, yeah. And my I really have gotten clear in this last year when I've started my own business on really why I want to do this. And it relates a lot to PT, but it, it takes that helping um, – you know, the desire to help people and got clearer in terms of, I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm put on this earth to be the match that lights the fire transformation in people. I like that. I like that. Because, and that's what I think coaching is about. Coaching can be about Mm -hmm. a personal thing. It can be about a business thing. It can be a combination. Mm -hmm. And Again, you know, I've always, always seem to kind of be going for this exponential reach. And I figure if I can get at the people who own the businesses and then they can affect their people, which then affects their clients, it's just, it just feels more of a powerful reach and just satisfies that, that aha moment, you know, that, that sort of, <laughs> I call it the addiction to the aha moment to see people go, wow, yeah, okay, I get it now. Yeah. So. Well, and um, I think. Well, you and I have very different backgrounds before we went into PT. Um, and so I, can I tell people like yes. what you were doing before you went to PT school? Like, you may. So Steve played professional football, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, they and, do. Um, and is that where you sustained the injury that brought you to PT? No, actually, that was my ju- leading up to my junior year in college. Um, I was training for the season and I literally shredded my hamstring, um, getting ready for the training camp in the season. And so, um, so that was the injury that kind of sparked the interest. And um, professional football was really interesting in the sense that it was, you know, I went to a, a relatively small but successful Division II program out in California, and we were non-scholarship, so we were playing for the love of the game. And professional football is a business, and they didn't care about you. You were a number, and that really rubbed me the wrong way because it just, again, it kind of grates against my my values and and just like how important people are. And so I think that that's that's where – you know, great experiences. I wouldn't trade it for the world, but it was, you know, it was, it kind of woke me up a little bit and got me aligned into really what I want to do is just help people. Well, and I think that that's the, the thing, actually, I did a uh, spot this morning on a local uh, radio station and we talked about the lack of business training in physical therapy school. Mm-hmm. And, um, we had visited a little bit about when your business is in alignment with your true core values, then you, your business will flourish because you're very passionate about what you do and um, it shows in, in how you treat people and things like that. So, so professional football was not in alignment with your core values as a person and, and didn't set well with you. And, I had no business background, you know, um, my dad had owned a, a, a paving business when I was a kid, but, um, you know, really other than that, I didn't have much experience with, with business ownership until I married my husband and he had opened his own construction business. So 
I kind of got to see uh, that side of things a little bit. And um, I think we think as physical therapists, when we work for somebody else, well, if I was the owner, I'd do it differently. And, and um, we think maybe we can do it better ourselves. And um, we, you know, some people never act on that and they just continue to be an employee. And, um, but then some of us just, Oh, what the heck I can do. This is not that hard. Um, what we do find out later is, wow, there's a lot I didn't know before. (laughs) 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 So true. Yeah. So, um, it's, it's been an interesting journey, um, for, for all of us, I think involved, you know, I think you and I both, when we started our practices, we were the ones that, you know, we felt like we had to be there, the first ones in, in, in the morning and the last ones to leave at, at night. And um, there's nothing in the practice that you wouldn't do to make it go. Mm-hmm. And you end up putting a lot of uh, stress on yourself and your family. And um, so we both were seeking, um, a way to minimize that stress, I think is, is basically, I know I was, you know, and um, I, you, you just can't do everything if you want to grow. Um, and, and so I think it is absolutely wonderful that you are helping other business owners and it's not just physical therapists, right? You have people that are in other areas of business as well that you work with. And so um, when you first visit with somebody about, you know, is this right for them? What are the, some of the questions? Do you mind sharing some of the questions yeah. that you, you ask them? Well, I think one thing I want to kind of just go back to something you said, I think is, was so powerful is you're right. We absolutely had no training, right? Yeah. We kind of stumbled along and what, I think it's sort of a, there's, there's a, there's an analogy towards life. It's that sometimes we stumble along in life because we don't know what we want. We're not really, society really doesn't help us clarify our values. Right. We're all about kind of getting into this same, well, you know, well, let's, everybody's doing this, so I'm gonna do this. And I think that's kind of what I, in business, that's what I ran into as well. Okay, let me know what the metrics are or the benchmarks are of everybody else out there and let me mimic that. And what I think that creates is it creates a dissonance. It creates a friction that can rub us the wrong way. And so in business, I think that's where you and I were heading towards when we met in this program was to get things aligned. And, and um, you know, knowing you, Becky, you've, you've got amazing values and bringing those core values to your business can help align people. Yeah. It can also clarify who's not right for the business. Absolutely. And, it can clarify when it's time to make change. If the values are either not being honored or the values are not clear, mm-hmm. there's, there's a signal to change. And so going forward to your question is, you know, I think that's one of the things that, you know, when people aren't quote living a fulfilled life or they're looking for something more, oftentimes what it is, they're not clear about what their values are. And so it's exploring what's important to them. What do they believe in? Um, I mean, for me personally, when I left the previous coaching business world, what I really got clear on was that I was not aligned with the values of the company anymore. 
Yeah. And they were grading against my values. And, you know, so that kind of leads to what this quote happiness of where, where we want to be in life is that, you know, one is that realize we do have choices and then, mm-hmm. and it's about getting clear on really who we are, what we want. And that's an interesting question to ask people, what do you want? And most people go, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So some questions I love to ask are things like what, what is important to you? You know, do you have any values that you know that are that you're aware of? And it's, sometimes people, you know, aren't clear on that. So asking questions like, "Well, tell me about an amazing experience that you had," because you 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 can mine for the values in people, and you'll hear and you'll see in them once they start they'll they'll raise in what's called resonance. They'll get you'll see some smiles come up. You see their posture, their energy will raise when they're in line with their values, and so. It's with coaching. It's about figuring out where they want to be and where. And it's not about my agenda taking them anywhere. It's about figuring out where they are, figuring out where they want to go, and how do we get there. So it kind of like in business, having a vision of the business is super important. Having a vision in your life is even more important. It's paramount. Yeah, it is absolutely. Yeah. You know, and you and I had talked about this um, last week or whenever we had first um, kind of touched base again is, you know, having someone that you can talk to about and feel safe to say, this is what I want to do, you know, and, and um, for me in the equine rehab part of things, um, I honestly was afraid to say that that's what I wanted to do to pretty much everybody around this part of, of the state, because it was different than anybody else was doing around here. And if you had talked to anyone about wanting to do it, they're like, Oh, well, you'll never make a living doing that because you know, this is central Nebraska and nobody's doing that. And, you know, and so you just kind of tuck that dream down deep and you don't allow yourself to really align with that dream because that's a silly dream and that's never going to be a realistic thing. And I think so many people, um, they're just afraid to really admit that that's okay to, to dream that way. And, um, once I admitted that to someone, um, and said, this is really what I'd like to do. You know, I had the vision of the equine physical therapy back in 1990. Five, uh, when I was in PT assistant school and, um, but nobody was doing anything like that. So it's like, well, maybe I'm weird to think that this could be a possibility. <laughs> and so you go through your training, your traditional training, and you do your, you know, you, you do what you're supposed to do in life. And then along comes somebody that allows you to say that this is what you'd like to do. And so I think it is, fantastic that um, you can create an opportunity for people to say, this is what I'd like to do and, yeah. and not judge or criticize, but say, okay, how do we get you from where you're at now to where this can be a reality? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, uh, you just said two perfect words that sort of sum up what you said is judge and critic. Yes. And you know, society doesn't like us to, to step out of the norm. 
It doesn't like us to do things differently. And especially if you bring this to other people, kind of like you said, when they said, oh, no, you'd never make any money. That's sort of them telling you, no, I don't want you to be successful. I want you to be where right where you are, because that makes me feel comfortable. Comfortable. Right. And so what happens is we tend to blunt our own dreams. We tend to, you know, kind of hide them because, you know, and that's what I love about what coaching is. It can bring out the person to the fullest potential of who they can be. And, you know, so in, in our coaching world, we call it the saboteur. We call it the judge. We call it the critic. Mm-hmm. And that the whole purpose of those, those identities, whatever you want to call them, is to keep you right where you are. And what's interesting is the saboteur had a purpose at some point. The critic had a, had a purpose because it helped you in some way. It just is not functioning in the right way now. And the other cool thing about it is once you start to hear the critic or you have those ideas, that means something big is going to happen. Hmm. Hmm. So the fact that you had this idea and you started to talk about it, once that, that voice gets louder, that meant that you're on to something. And like you said, it's just having someone who's there for you to support you, to help you, to guide you. And look at what you're doing. You're doing some phenomenal stuff, Becky. And it's, that's, you know, it's, it's sometimes that's just what we need is we need guidance and permission and acceptance. And sometimes we just need to challenge that judge, that critic to say, no, I am going to do this. I want to do this. Yeah. And some of the other things that, that uh, I learned through the, the years of coaching um, mm-hmm. is that, you know, you might fail. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, if you fail, fail fast and fail forward. And so you're going to, um, you will learn from it no matter what. And then you just adjust and you keep moving forward and um, it's okay to, it's okay to fail. Yeah. Failure has Mm -hmm. sort of been demonized by the educational system. Yeah. Because failure means an F. Failure yes. means you, you blew it, right? But if you think about kids, they, we fail every day. Little kids, as they're learning to walk, when they fall on their butt, they failed for a moment. Mm-hmm. And there's a great acronym that you can make out of the word fail. It's first attempt in learning. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and like you said, fail hard, fail fast. Mm-hmm. So you can learn from it. And that's it's sort of separating out this sort of institutionalized educational concept of what failure is and failure is actually you just, Oh, that didn't work. Let me try something different. Yeah. So as I was uh, my journey in the PT clinic Mm -hmm. and and you know, this part of my story, but some of the other people listening may not is um, you know, my, my clinic here in Broken Bow was doing well. And so um, you think, okay, what's the next thing? And so um, the next step that a lot of PTs do is they open up a second clinic. Mm-hmm. And, and so I thought, well, why not? You know, this one went so well, I'm sure a second one. Now I know a little bit more. And um, I learned quickly that that wasn't what I wanted to do. <laughs> um, you know, it didn't go quite as planned. And some people would say it was a failure, but it got me on the path where I am because I found out that, that having two clinics was not, um, 
where my passion was. And when I allowed myself to realize that and close that second clinic, then I was able to have the time and the freedom then to improve and develop my equine rehab program. So that really is my second clinic is my equine rehab program. And that is my passion and my love. And, Mm -hmm. you know, the minute I leave my brick and mortars physical therapy clinic as, um, you know, my efforts are, uh, you know, with the equine rehab and, and thankfully my family's efforts are aligned with the equine side of things. So it all kind of blends together. So, um, Failing is okay because it gets you closer to realization of, of what you really do want. Yeah. Failure is not, not only okay, it should be encouraged. I agree. I agree. You know, because you imagine if, if that clinic hadn't failed, would you have then taken the next step to open your equine? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. not. We, don't know. Yeah. we don't know, right? But there's a learning opportunity in every, quote, failure, every mistake. And I think that's what we have to realize is that, you know, that it's, it's not wrong. It's not a, a knock against you. It's actually, wow, there's, what can we grow from this? You know, what do they say? Einstein didn't, didn't, um, didn't, he failed over a thousand times. Well, they could say it that way, but actually he said, no, I learned a thousand ways it didn't work. Right. And I think that's, if people can realize that. And also too, probably what I guess is, that really helped you clarify really what you want and what your values are and what's important to you. Absolutely. Yes. Mm -hmm. It really helped me um, realize that, okay, this, this is what is really truly important. And um, this is where my efforts need to go. And um, it was, it was great because it also, allowed me to, to say out loud to my family, guys, I don't want to be on the road going to this second clinic all the time. I would rather do, you know, spend my time with you guys and developing this equine business. And um, what do you think of that? And um, to my surprise that they were very supportive of it. And it, it was in alignment with what we do. I mean, um, we rodeo all the time. We, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our weekends are full of those activities and this helps us keep our equine athletes healthy and happy mm-hmm. and working for us. And so, um, it, you know, sometimes you may think that there's going to be more criticism of an idea than what, you know, we, we have that battle in our mind really before we ever say things to others. And, mm-hmm. and um, it was a nice surprise, I guess, that, that uh, it was met with a lot of support from my family. So, cause sometimes they can be the hardest ones to, to gain approval from, you know, and. Uh, I think we're the hardest ones to get approval from sometimes. I agree. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You know, I think we're, we're our harshest critic, you know, yes. and our, our family loves us and wants the best for us no matter what. And I would actually even go farther to say, go look for the critics because that's telling you more that you're on track. Yes. That's a good point. Go find them, go find, you know, keep testing it. Like you said, you first Mm -hmm. laid it out there. And of course you Mm -hmm. walked, probably walked into it thinking I'm going to get criticized. It's going to be a bad Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. You know what? That's a great testing ground. Yeah. The more critics I hear, probably I'm more onto something. 
Right. Or where to, where to um, fill the holes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is one thing and, oh, well, maybe they have a valid point or they don't. And then you either need to educate them on um, why it isn't a valid point, whatever they have to criticize you about it, or, um, well, you got a point there. And that's one area that I'm going to shore up a little bit more in in practice. And so, Yeah, I think that's a very good point. Like we said, there's a learning opportunity in everything. There's a learning opportunity in the critic. There's a learning opportunity in the failure. It's really, that's what life's about. It's either growing or dying, learning right. learning or not. So, Absolutely. So I kind of got you off topic or, or <laughs> off subject about kind of, so, so when you first meet with somebody, it's like, what do they, what do they really want? What do they what is their passion, yeah. I guess, or what, what are they seeking? And it's kind of taking an inventory on their life, whether it's their, their life as a person or their life as a business in looking at key aspects. And, and you, can, there, you can use it. There's a tool that we use called the Wheel of Life where you can look at it and score different areas of your life. And that can give you some clues as to where we start. You know, it's, it's looking at some of the key areas like money, relationships, fun, you know, career, all that kind of stuff that let's say someone scores a four. That's a great point to open up a discussion with of where do you want to be? Well, I want to be at a seven. Okay, great. Then we can explore that. So mm-hmm. that's a great lead in. It's because it's also a great assessment tool. You know, that you've, if you've got this, you know, the, the wheel of life is a grid like this. And when someone fills it out, if there's sort of like pockets and it's kind of going up and down like that, I said, imagine that wheel driving with that wheel. It'd be mm-hmm. a pretty rough road. Right, right. So, so that I love starting from that because you know what, the way that I approach people is, and I think this is where some, uh, you can call them therapists, you can call them coaches, you can look at people as if they're broken. Mm-hmm. But I always like to look at someone as if, as if they're naturally creative, resourceful, and whole. They have the answers. They just sometimes can't see it. They yeah. can't, they, they're blind to their own blindnesses and they they just can't see the light that's there because it's covered in, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we've talked about this and we cuss on the, on yes. the, okay, on the good. All right. okay. <laughs> so you can't see the daylight when you're covered in shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yes. Um, you, you help people basically clear away the shit mm-hmm. so they can see the light of where they want to go. Yeah. And, and a lot of times people need help clearing away that. Yeah, absolutely. You know? uh, every one of us um, can get bogged down in, in, in it. And um, it's uh, sometimes you need help with it. Sometimes you have that clarifying moment on your own, but yeah. um, it is very interesting going through that process. Yeah. And I think if, if, if someone, this is for everybody out there, is if you find yourself saying, well, that's the way it is. That's the way it's always been. It's not going to change. That's sort of that layer of shit that's just covering you. <laughs> that tells you this is where you are. Stay where you are. You know what? That should be a signal to you that, you know what? There's something more. Yeah. You know, and you're, you're stuck. And stuck is not a bad thing. Stuck is actually a good place to start because it's because then we can start to look at different perspectives. We can look mm-hmm. at, okay, so what would this <clears throat> problem look like if we looked at it from this perspective? And so mm-hmm. sometimes it's just allowing people to 
just kind of holding up the mirror in a sense and say, what, you know, what do you want? Where do you want to go? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a fun inquiry. And it's, again, it's, the, this is what I love about it is that you, you start to see people realize their own journeys and you yeah. just kind of guiding them along. You're not dragging them towards it. You're not pushing them towards it. You're just walking along with them. Cool. And I think that that's what the power of coaching is. It's, it's that, again, it's, it's, you know, there are some coaches out there who literally say, this is my agenda. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go forward. And this is where you're going to go. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, that might work for a while, but it may not mm-hmm. work for the long term. Right. But really believing that people know the answers. They just some, sometimes just can't see it or haven't given themselves permission to actually go that way. Yeah. I think that's very, I think you hit the nail on the head there with uh, either they can't see it or they just haven't had permission. Yeah. Yeah. Or their critic has been holding them back. Like I imagine in, you know, in, in, in your area of horse racing, well, I can't, I can't get faster. Well, why, mm-hmm. why can't you, you know, right. and exploring that, what could you do? You know? Right. And yeah. It, there's so many things to tweak as far as, you know, if we're re- relating it to barrel racing, I, I'm sure if there's any barrel racers listening, they're like, Oh yeah, I try this and this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but if they are also in a business, you know, do they, do they ever try to tweak little things in their business to improve? Yeah. Or do they just stay in their, their own rut? If you yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Or their own fears. Yes. You know? Yes. That's, and, that's a big one. Your yeah. fears and, and your, um, your, your baggage that yeah. you into that. Yeah. Like you said, your false beliefs, your stories, your fears, you know, and fear is, <clears throat> again, I, I'm always one on mnemonics. I love things because it makes sense of things. Fear is false evidence appearing real. Mm, I love that one. Yeah. Something's telling you something's you know wrong that like, Ooh, there's a big monster behind the door. So I'm not going to, I'm not going to grow that that door because there's something there and there really is not anything there. There's something that tells you that, that you think that it's there, but it's really not. Yeah. So, yeah. 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 I, I think a lot of us too, it's the fear of looking silly or looking stupid. You know, yeah. that's, um, that's a huge fear. Well, how is this going to appear to other people, yeah. you know, or fear of looking over confident or over successful, you know, mm-hmm. because yeah. if you are amongst um, people that are not growing and, and not pushing themselves, uh, you won't be accepted when you push beyond that. Yeah. And um, fear of losing that comfort zone of those, those around you. And yeah. um, that's, you know, those are things that I don't think we always realize when we're in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, the, fear, the fears are a big one. I mean, it could, like you said, fear of success. There's fear mm-hmm. of failure fear of not being enough, fear of not fitting in, fear of standing out. So there's fears can come in many shapes or forms, yeah. but it's sort of looking at those and saying, okay, so what, what is the fear? You know, what, how, how do we address it? How do we take a different look at it? What is it? What is, what is where'd that story start from and just mm-hmm. bust it open? Right. So. Well, even if you, your, you know, your fear is how, how will this look if, X happens. Yeah. What is the worst case scenario if X does happen? 
is that really all that bad, you know? Um, And and we're very fatalistic. We will create the absolute worst (laughs) scenario that can come up. And of course it will never happen. And you know what? I actually encourage people go to the worst scenario because you know what, if you can live and experience that worst scenario in your mind, Mm-hmm. everything after that will be fine. And we probably, if, if people are out there in business, uh, this is, I mean, I will, I will say this from my own personal thing is like when you have to make a big decision and you're sort of afraid to do it, we catastrophize the thinking of what it's going to happen to, Oh my God, they're going to blow off. You know, they're going to go off. They're going to blow their lid. They're going to quit. They're going to And then you go up and talk to like, Oh, okay. Thanks. You know, it's yeah. like we make a bigger deal out of it than it, than it really ever is. And so, Absolutely. you know, I think mm-hmm. it's a matter of just helping people clear those, those little fears. Yeah. And getting out of our own way, you know, when you overthink things, you know, getting out of our own way and, um, and the thinking about the thinking, are you thinking about what you're thinking about? And, and, you know, the very first time I heard that, I'm like, Oh, well, you know, what are, what are you putting into your um, mind? You know, are you reading good things? Are you listening to the right people? Or are you listening to the gloom and doom and the um, paranoia and the and the fear factor, uh, you know? And so, really limiting um, those fearful kinds of things going into your mind. And, and I think you know, the past year has shown us a lot of fear in the media, and um, you know, I, I think a lot of people have tuned some of that stuff out, and um, because they really have had to. And, um, and it's something that I think you and I had learned through our coaching experiences before of really, you know, maybe turn off the news because, and, and put something else on, you know, and because you do have to protect your, your mindset and protect what's going into, into the brain. Yeah. One of my favorite phrases, and I think you were alluding to this is the problem is not the problem. It's how you think about the problem. Absolutely. And you can't get out of a problem with the same thinking that got you into the problem in the first place. And when you said that about the news and the negativity, it it took me back to a study I saw that they actually did research, especially during the COVID times, like what percent of the news articles, news broadcasts were positive or negative. And it was something like 90% negative. Oh man, that doesn't surprise me a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, sh- it should shock us, but, yes. you know, listening to, to everything uh, yeah. lately, every, I, I, it's sad, but it's, it's, it's something we need to be aware of so that we protect that. Exactly. And to realize what, why is that? Well, it's mm-hmm. because it's, it's attracting people. It's, it's selling, it's, it's marketing really is what it yes. is. Yeah. You know, yeah. you keep people in fear. Okay. You keep people the same. Yes. So let's, yeah. you know, that's the thing that, you know, with coaching and physical therapy and, you know, and, and just performance is hey, let's bust through that. Let's get out of that. Let's, let's, let's achieve the best that we possibly can. Yeah. So a lot of people don't think they need a coach. Mm-hmm. And um, I think one of the things um, I, I'm not sure if it was Tiger Woods, I don't know who said it, but um, you know, the professional athletes, have coaches, the, um, you know, all kinds of professions have coaches, but for some reason we think if we have a business coach that we don't need it, or if we own a business, we shouldn't need a coach. Well, why wouldn't we? (laughs) And so it keeps, um, 
you know, it keeps you on track and, and yeah. somebody to help you um, get over some of those humps that you might be struggling with. And yeah. Yeah. And you're very, I mean, you're absolutely right. It's professionally, they all have coaches. The CEOs of fortune 500 companies all have um, coaches. And I think that sometimes what it is, is they don't really understand what coaching is, you know, coaching, they might have the mindset of that, that barking coach in, in <laughs> high school or whatever. Well, coaching is really just about the presence, right? It's about the, the moment and right now. And how do we change this? How do we make this better? How do we move this forward? How do we, because running a business, as probably, as you know, Becky and I know, it's lonely at the top. Mm, yes. there's, there's no one to talk to necessarily yep. who, who potentially can understand us. And I think that's where coaching comes in is in terms of, again, coaching is not about like barking at someone and driving them in a direction. It's, you know, acknowledging, acknowledging them, encouraging them, helping them get clear and helping them focus and helping them stay on track, stay in the, mm -hmm. you know, kind of on the guard, guide, guardrails to their, to their journey on their life and make sure they don't stray off. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think, I think everybody, here, here's the way I like to look at it is everybody can benefit from coaching, but not everybody's ready for coaching. Uh, yes. Right. You know, so when there's that great phrase that says, when a student is ready, a teacher shows. Mm. Oh, you're just full of them today. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of nuggets. <laughs> no, it's it. And when someone's ready, you know, then yeah, a leader, a mentor, a coach, or somebody will, will appear for them. But yeah. if I find, you know, if, if people out there going, oh, I'm not really sure, you know what? We do sample coaching sessions. We do freebies because we want you to experience what it's like and what the potential is. Mm -hmm. Most coaches should do that. If, if, you know, and I, I, I encourage it highly because if you've never had an experience with it. You don't understand what the power is. If you've had an experience with a great mentor coach, you know what it can do for you. You Absolutely. know, the athletes have mental coaches, swing coaches, short game coaches. They've got, every aspect of their game. So it's interesting. We don't have coaches in our life. And sometimes I think we just don't think we're, we're worth it. We're, right. we're, you know, Oh, I shouldn't have a coach. I'm only this, but you know what? Mm -hmm. We all have goals and we all want to achieve them. It's just a matter of how we get there. And I think uh, sometimes the cost of it can be a, uh, uh, but there's so many resources out there that are, are lower cost or, um, you know, like you said, try a sample, mm -hmm. a sample coaching session. And um, there's, there's so much out there if you do want to improve and get better. And um, it's, you know, really, I, I strongly encourage people to, to find somebody that is, in alignment with where they want to go. Yeah. And, and I might even challenge the word cost yeah. and, and reframe it to the word investment because it's an investment in yourself. Absolutely. You know? So when, when, if anybody is ever interested in coaching it's what's the investment? Absolutely. Because it's, it's an investment of your, you know, not only your money, but your time, mm -hmm. um, your efforts, your thinking, mm -hmm. And so it's more than just you're paying for a session. Right. You know? Well, and it, it applies to so many, even though like, let's say a business coach, mm -hmm. um, 
so much of it carries over to your personal life. And the cost, like if, for example, me, before I had went through any of it, you know, the, the health costs, you know, the stress of um, how do I run this business more efficiently and more financially rewarding? Um, I didn't know how. And so, um, you know, the, the monetary value of, or, you know, the amount that I paid it, actually repaid itself yeah. um, mm-hmm. many times over and not only financially, but in the um, stress management and, and just learning how to um, manage myself in the business as well. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm glad you clarified that yeah. investment. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's an investment. It's like, how can you afford not to? Like you said, you know, what's, what's this costing me in terms of my time? What's this costing me in terms of my energy, my sanity, my physical yes. being, yes. you know, those costs have bigger impacts than, you know, the investment of just time and, and effort and money. Yes. I, and you can't, you know, your health and, and your time with your family, um, that is, how can you put a dollar amount on that? So exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's that, that are those intangibles of life that you just can't put a value on. Cause like, what do they say? No one, no mm-hmm. one's ever gone to their deathbed saying, I wish I worked more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So, well, do you have other, other thoughts, words of uh, wisdom for us on the, um, I mean, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I just appreciate you bringing this topic up because, you know, especially in looking at the past year with the stress that's, that we've been through with COVID and um, one of my favorite uh, people to read and, and listen to is Brene Brown. And she, she talks about something called effing first times. Um, and, you know, she's from Texas. So, of course, it's probably not going to have the effing part, but... <laughs> <laughs> But the one thing that I realized about COVID is that it, 2020 was the year of effing first times. Yeah. We crossed so many things that we never had to consider as a business and know that we had never had to think about even in life. Mm-hmm. And that creates stress. You know, Absolutely. we've had to be isolated for periods of time. We've had to be, you know, quarantined if we got COVID. You know, there's so many things that just go against the, the, the nature of human beings. Mm-hmm. that that chronic stress, I mean, mental illness and mental disease has spiked during this time. And so my encouragement for anybody, if they're stressed, they're unhappy, whatever, is just to take down the stigma of getting help. And, you know, if it's business and you need help getting out of a rut, this is again, where business coaches come in. It's it's surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be around, I think is really important. It's almost like, again, you know, having the right players on your, on your team. And a great analogy to kind of think about is that if, if, you, if you kind of think of your, you're the CEO of your own life. CEOs and companies have board of directors, right? Mm-hmm. So who do you want to be on your board of directors? in your life? Who are the people, who are the characters, who are the support structures that you want? And just kind of doing a self-assessment on who 
are, quote, your board of directors currently? And are they helping you? And how do we change that and surround ourselves? Because they say we're the average of the six people we hang around the most or something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So how do we create that dream team of your quote, quote, board of directors for your life? And that could be a coach. It could be a priest. It could be a friend. It could be, you know, a counselor. It could be a therapist, whatever it is. Do you have the right people on your board? Or do you have this critic telling you, oh, you're, you're garbage. You shouldn't be doing anything. Your friends saying, no, don't do this. You'll fail. You know, you're it's, it's mm-hmm. we can look at sort of sometimes the poisons that are around us. And we, the great thing is we have choices. Yes. We can change our board. Yes. So I think that that's just a little, a little self-assessment for people to do is just to kind of think about it. You are the CEO of your life. Yep. And you yes. only get one shot at yep. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You and can fail and you can fail fast, but. <laughs> yeah. CEOs yes. fail all the time. They launch products that don't, don't land. So, but mm-hmm. it's how fast you pivot off of that, how fast you learn. So don't be afraid to make mistakes. Really extend yourself, put yourself out there. Yeah. It might be a little scary, but the next, the next time you do it won't be as scary. The next time you do it won't be as scary. Well, and having, having that right board of directors around you that Mm -hmm. help you bounce back from that failure and, and get you realigned with where you need to go. That is right for you. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also too, you know, most CEOs of a, of a company have a vision of where they want to go. Most of us don't have a vision of where we want to go in life. Yeah. Yeah. So very good points. Ooh. Wow, lots of <laughs> lots of philosophy running through the air here. So. Good, good. And I think what's fun is that it's going to resonate differently with different people. Yeah. You know, some something that I said may resonate with someone. Great if they take away just one little thing that makes them think, mm-hmm. hey, we're making a difference. Absolutely. And, and, you know, you um, may be listening to this now and it would affect you resonate in one area right Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And if you listen to this again, you know, two months from now, things may resonate differently because you may be in a slightly different situation. So um, it's, I I love these kinds of talks. I've had a (laughs) mental skills coach on here before um, and uh, it really you know, every one of us can learn to manage our thoughts better. And how, how, how do you do that? And yeah. so um, if somebody wanted to reach out to you, Steve, mm-hmm. what is the best way to get a hold of you? Um, probably my email, um, which is uh, steve.thompson110 at comcast.net. If you're interested, I have a website. You can check it out. It's stevethompsoncoaching.com. And there's a way you can reach out and contact me that way too. But uh, yeah, I, I, if we can make the world a better place and get people to reach their potential, then we're going to be one step closer, closer to happiness. Absolutely. You know, I give you so much credit for, for seeing that um, the ability to influence more people um, and that exponential uh, impact that you can have mm-hmm. on people. And so Um, And I'm so happy for you. I mean, from the minute that uh, I met you, I, 
you're, you're just a great guy and you're in this for the right reasons. And uh, so I'm very glad you have stepped out and done this on your own. And um, I, you know, I probably don't have very many listeners on here, but uh, you know, if, uh, if they can, even if there's one person out there that's listening that um, that'd be great. Absolutely. I hope we can, I hope we can have a bigger impact on a lot of people. Well, I think if you, again, I, I love this, this platform that you have, because again, if it can reach more people and it can reach them when they're ready to hear it, Absolutely. because that's, that's the thing is you have to be ready. Is that Like I said before, is when the student is ready, a teacher appears. Yeah. And again, Becky, I applaud you. I remember sitting at the enchantment resort talking about the <laughs> next step and the equine therapy. And yeah. I love it that you're doing that. And I love to hear what you're doing is you're, you're running with your dreams. Yeah. It's, it's definitely been a fun journey and something I couldn't have done on my own. So I do really encourage people that, you know, if they're just kind of feel like they're floundering or if they have a dream and they just really have no idea how to, Put it in motion mm-hmm. to um, seek somebody out, you know, give Steve a call, email him, go to his website. And if you can't help them, you may know of some other people that would maybe be a better fit um, yeah. depending on the business. And, mm-hmm. and so, um, but it's, it's cause you have quite a network that you're involved in with mm-hmm. the coaching. So mm-hmm. um and it's, uh, but yeah, you won't find somebody more genuine than Steve Thompson, right? There. Well, thank you. Thank you. And, and you're absolutely right is that, you know, not all coaches are right for people. You know, there's, there's, you'll find the match and there's, there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of coaches out there. So, you know, yeah, if I can help anybody find the direction, whether it's with me or with somebody else, hey, as long as people are moving forward, that's really the bottom line. Thank you very much. 